Grand Rising, folks. This is Coach Sonia Renee, and you are sipping with Sonia. And today I'm going to come before you briefly and talk about forgiveness. I know in life, so many of us have been hurt by people that we have loved and trusted and uh, given our heart to, and they didn't protect our heart or they didn't treat us right. Maybe it was a family member, a parent, a sibling, you know, or or someone you were in a relationship with or a spouse, a child, whatever the case may be, a friend, and they hurt us. They lied to us. They hurt us. They betrayed us in some type of way and then walked away from us as if we were the problem, as if it was our fault. And I want to encourage you today to forgive those people for the things that they said or done. Now, I know we hear so much about, oh, well, forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you. And that is true. Forgiveness is for you. And I'm going to break it down a little bit as to why it's important for you to forgive the people who hurt you, lied to you, betrayed you, misused you, blackballed you, character assassinated you, whatever they did, it is important for you to forgive them. Not for them, but for you so that you don't stay in an energy of bitterness, anger, frustration, rage. See, you can stay in the energy of those attitudes while you're so mad at somebody else for what they did to you. But what happens is it lowers your vibration And it causes you to stay in toxic relationships or create toxic relationships with the people that you can have a healthy relationship with. Hold on to the relationships that you have right now. The ones that are healthy, the ones that, excuse me, that you're getting along in, the ones that are good relationships. If you don't deal with those issues that call that rise up in you to cause you to be angry and bitter and frustrated that will filter over into the relationships of the people that you do have good relationships with and you will start to bleed on people who didn't cut you so i want to encourage you to forgive those people who hurt you and let them and what they did go release it back to the universe and you can do that through meditation and just releasing it back to the universe because you don't have any need for it anymore now i know it's easier said than done it is a process and when you forgive someone you're not forgiving them overnight it is a process of elimination of what you have to do daily until you have replaced those emotions of anger and bitterness and frustration and resentment We replaced it with love and peace and joy and happiness and and, and vitality and just living your life on a higher vibration, living your life according to the way you want to live your life. Letting them go and realizing that it was all what you what you went through with them was a lesson. Think about what you were supposed to learn in those situations. Now, I understand, you know, forgiving somebody can be challenging because I've been there. You know, some people know my story, some don't. I didn't have the best relationship with my father. You know, he wasn't there for me much, but he was there for my siblings. Couldn't understand why. And then I turned around and married somebody who was very similar to my father. And it was good in the beginning until it was bad. A lot of his unfortunate, you know, 
behaviors popped up in our marriage later on in the marriage. And the betrayal was there. The adultery came, the disrespect, the lying, the gambling, which really tore our family apart. And I was so angry because I was looking up like, you know, the men in my life who were supposed to protect me and protect my heart are hurting me over and over and over again. And because they were my family, I felt loyal to them. I was loyal to them treating me badly. Hmm. So somebody might say, well, what does that say about you? Well, you have to understand when you're growing up in the, in the times that I grew up, you know, when people treated you badly in family, it was always, well, you got to let them go. You got to forgive them because they family and you just have to deal with it. And then you grow up and you realize, no, I don't have to deal with that. Why should I continue to keep allowing someone to, in my life who keeps hurting me? Why should I do that? I don't have to. And so I released attachments. Attachments to an expectation of them treating me the way I deserve to be treated. Loving me because I deserve to be loved. Because I was giving love. I was treating them good. But I wasn't getting the, the reciprocity wasn't there because I wasn't getting the same treatment back. Even with my siblings and my brothers, especially my brother I grew up with, never protected me. We fought like cats and dogs. He was always disrespectful. But, but listen, he tried it with me and I came right back at him. But again, you're not protecting me on my heart. So the, ver- the, so the three men that I felt should have protected me the most hurt me the most. My father, my ex-husband, and my brother. And guess what? Of all the years of hurt and disappointment and disrespect and abandonment and mistreatment, I still forgave all three of them. And I'm going to tell you why. One, they're not losing any sleep at night about what they did to me and how they did it. So why should I lose sleep? Two, a person can only love you past the point of how they've been loved. My father did not have a good relationship with his mother. And my ex-husband did not have a good relationship with his. They didn't get the love and nurturing from their mother. So they couldn't give what they didn't have. They didn't get that solid support from their mother. That encouragement from their mother. That love from their mother. So how can they give you what they don't have? It's an empty cup that they started with. A person can't pour out of an empty cup. And as a young girl, I didn't know this. I had to grow, go and grow through those pains to become an adult to realize that they couldn't give me what they didn't have. They could only love me the best way they knew how. And that was, only, and that was all that they could give me based upon what they knew, what, what the knowledge that they had on their own. And if a person does not go through a process of trying to grow and develop and evolve and mature, then they're always going to give you the status quo because that's all they have. The capacity has not been stretched. Their mindset has not been stretched. 
Because see, once the mind expands, the kid can form back. But if a person is choosing not to expand their mind, if they're choosing not to evolve, if they're choosing not to heal from their hurts from the past so that they don't filter over that onto their children or into a marriage, if they're not even realizing that that is a problem, they're not going to get help. And if they don't get help, then guess what? They're never going to heal. They're never going to evolve. And the person can't give you what they don't have. My brother didn't have a good relationship with my mother. Even though I had an amazing relationship with her, he didn't. And I had to pause on that. Because when I had to take a step back and take a look at the men in my life and why the things were the way they were, I had to trace it all the way back to their mothers. Because I shared this in some of my videos before is that a son is always chasing the love of his mother and the daughter is always chasing the ghost of her father. So because I didn't have the love of my father that I did, I desired to have the protection. Him showing up for me when I need him, no matter what. I accepted that same behavior from my ex-husband. Because that's all I know. See, you can only you only you accept all the only thing that you knew. If you had a father who was the amazing to you, he was there for everything that you did. He supported you. He was your biggest cheerleader. He was always there for you no matter what. When you got sick, if you needed a ride to school, if you played in sports, he was on the stands. If you were in ballet, he was at your recital. Whatever you did, if your father was there for you and he had talks with you and he did daddy and daughter dates with you and he was being a father to you. Not just a dad, he was being a father too. When you become an adult, you will want to marry someone who has those beautiful qualities that your father exemplified. However, if your father didn't do all of those things, you may want those things and desire those things from your spouse. But even if they give you some of it, it's still not the same because it didn't come from the person that you wanted it to come from. And then you tend to marry the person that's similar to the person that you grew up from, your father, and accept what you don't get as this must be what's normal because you don't have anything else to compare it to. And so what I did one day is I, as I became an adult and I started to um, be around other people who had successful marriages I started to realize that I can have that too. I don't have to stay in this dysfunction. I can have that too. And once I get out, I can create a better environment to cultivate a better mindset for my children so that when they become adults and they get married, my daughters won't end up with a husband like their father they'll end up with someone that is the exact opposite. Now, I'm not saying their father was a horrible man because he wasn't. It's just that he couldn't love me the way I needed to be loved. And he couldn't give me out of an empty cup because he didn't get it from his mother. So there's no bashing here. It's just identifying where the, the break, the, the, the gap is, identifying where the problem is. So that we, it can be addressed and understanding why. 
Because when you understand why a person is the way they are and you start to understand why a person uh, treats you the way that they treat you, trace it back to their roots. Trace it back to their mother, their father, how they grew up, the environment that they grew up in. And then you'll have a better understanding of why this person is the way they are. That's why they say it's so important that before you, you know, get into a committed relationship and get married to someone, you got to ask questions. It's good to be, see how this person is around their family. See what kind of relationship they have with their mother or their father. See what kind of relationship they have with their siblings. See what kind of relationship that they have, you know, with the people that they work with, you know, see, see, see what their, uh, environment was, how they grew up. And then find out what it is that they want to do as an adult, you know, what they want to do, what their goals are, what their dreams are, what their passion is. You know, it's very important to find these things out. Why their last relationship didn't work. That's a good one. You know, um, you know, if you meet someone and they have children, you know, find out how they co-parent. Do they get along well with the other parent? You know, are they co-parenting? Right? Or is it strife all the time? You know, you want to be careful not to allow yourself to get into a situation with someone that is dealing with a lot of broken wounds. And when I was growing up, you know, I met my ex when I was 17 years old. So nobody told me what to do or or what a marriage should look like. I got married at 23. Nobody told me what marriage should look like. So we were just out here trying to figure it out on our own through trial and error. So the more I learned, the better position I was in to teach my children. And then also, if I get married again, then I know how to approach that situation with certain questions to make sure that I'm entering into a relationship that will be healthy for the both of us. And so, you know, when I turned 49, um, I found out that I was adopted and, you know, I really wasn't upset about it. It just kind of started to make sense to me because of the way that I was treated by certain family members on my father's side and a couple of people on my mother's side, but pretty much everybody else was good. And um, some stuff just didn't add up. And so when I found out that I was adopted and how I found out I was adopted was because my father just wasn't the best father he could have been. I mean, that's just in a nutshell. He could have been a better father to me, but he chose not to. It was his choice. We have to understand everybody has a choice. He chose to treat his other daughter like a princess. He chose to treat his sons, you know, uh, with, you know, with respect and resources and, and looking after them, just like he looked after his daughter. And he chose not to do it with me. And I couldn't understand why. And a couple things. One, I remind him so much of my mother. And he would tell me that you remind me so much of your mother. Right. And I do. But she raised me. What do you expect? See, reproduces after his own kind. Right. And that would be hard for him because he never got over my mother. Yes, he cheated on her early in their marriage. And my mother put him out and that was that they were separated for five years and divorced. He remarried, but he, and I asked him, I said, I said, dad, when did you realize you messed up with mommy when you really, really, truly like screwed it all up? He said when the ink was dry on divorce papers. I mean, he, and his answer was not a delay. He literally Spit it out. As soon as I asked him, he said, as soon as the ink was dried on divorce papers, I realized I made the biggest mistake of my life. I should have never let your mother divorce me. 
I should have fought for it. He said, because I would have been a millionaire today, traveling the world, exploring life. I would have been so happy. But he ended up marrying somebody else that he's miserable with and had been miserable with for 40 something years. And that's the choice he made. Or sometimes maybe that's sometimes the maybe the, the best karma for a man who screws over a good woman is the chick you end up with. I, I'm going to sit that one right there for y'all. <laughs> but that's true. Unfortunately, I don't know why some men feel like and women too feel like they need to go out there and see if somebody else is better than you. Only to realize they're not and want to come back. But you can't come back to that person because now that person sees you differently. They see you differently. They don't see you as the person that you were before you went out there and did your dirt. And so he never got over her. Uh, Even to this day, he still loves my mother, even though she's been deceased 22 years. He uh, regrets the things that he said and did. He lives with that every day. But what I realized was that the more he looks at me, the more he talks to me, I remind him so much of her. I'm no nonsense like my mother. I'm straight talk like my mother. I'm honest like my mother. I'm a huge giver like my mother. I love people. I give just like my mother. But I don't tolerate any foolishness either, just like my mother. And um, he couldn't handle it. And I think that's part of part of the reasons why he would, you know, not do certain things with me because he just couldn't handle the, my demeanor. Just even being around me intimidated him. He even told one of his friends one time that he said, my daughter's strength as a woman makes up for my weakness as a man. I said to her when she told me that, I said, even though that is the case, that still doesn't mean that I don't need my father. And she got quiet because she didn't expect me to say that. And I walked away. Regardless of how strong I am or how weak you are, the same way you did came to the rescue and did for my sister, you should have did for me. You made so many promises to me that you didn't keep. Why was it that it was okay if you make promises to me that you didn't keep, but you didn't, but you kept your promises to her because her mother was there to make sure you followed through. See, my mother didn't force him to follow through. She stepped back and let you be the father you wanted to be and allowed me to see you for who you are and create the relationship that I chose to have. If I choose to have one, my mother didn't interfere. Because her thing was, if I have to force you to love your child, if I have to force you to be a father in your child's life, then that's a problem. Because you're not going to be doing it from the heart. It's not going to be any sincerity in it. So I'm just going to let the relationship evolve the way it's supposed to. And whatever happens, happens. And that's what I did with my children when I got divorced. I didn't bash their father. I didn't tell them every little thing he was saying and doing. Mm -mm. I let them see him for themselves and create the type of relationship that they choose to have with him for themselves. Now they have mended some fences now and they have a pretty good relationship now and better communication, which I think is amazing. 
You know, we have a beautiful grandbaby and we're all family. You know, we we just celebrated my grandbaby's uh, turn one years old and my daughter and my ex-husband flew in. We all as a family together for my grandbaby's birthday and we took a family photo. Well, he'll always be family. We've been friends 30 something years. He'll always be family because we have children. We'll have we have we'll, we will have hopefully more grandchildren, <laughs> more grandchildren. And, you know. I'm not mad at all the things that happened. Everything that we lost and was supposed to have built together. And yeah, I can refer, I can re- refer back to it, but I'm not angry or bitter about it because I can have those things again. That's just stuff. It's material stuff. I, I'm going to have those things again. As a matter of fact, it's manifesting right now as we speak. And so the thing that was most important for me was to have my peace, my sanity, my happiness, and to live my life by my design, not without anybody trying to put me in a box or trying to control me or trying to make me do something I don't want to do or be something that I'm not, be somebody that I'm not. And now that's true freedom right there. So I say to you, so when I found out I was adopted, I could have been mad at the world, but I wasn't. As a matter of fact, I actually looked at it as an opportunity for a do-over because I had an opportunity to meet my birth mother and maybe have a mother again because mom told you my mother was deceased, my mom, and uh, also get a chance to meet my birth father and have a relationship with him and maybe have the father that I didn't have. (laughs) Well, let me just tell you. (laughs) Didn't turn out exactly the way I kind of hoped it would, but... I will say this, my mother, my birth mother, um, we don't have a relationship. We did chat for a little bit uh, for about two months and uh, she's just not ready. You know, she's just not ready. She uh, I don't know what trauma is. This is bringing back up for her again. So, you know, she just has to deal with it the way she has to. And I and at first I was fine. And then at some point I felt hurt, like I felt rejected again, like you abandoned me as an infant. Now you're abandoning me again as an adult 50 years later. And so I had to sit in that and I had to heal from that to realize that she could never give me what she didn't have to give me, number one. And number two, I don't know what traumas this had to bring up for her, but also I had to realize that Maybe her only purpose in my life was to give birth to me. Maybe it wasn't meant for her to raise me. Maybe and my father, my birth father, maybe it wasn't meant for him to raise me. He didn't even know about me. And so he knew she was pregnant, but he didn't know she carried me full term. That's another story. We'll get into that. But he didn't know she carried me full term. She gave him the impression that she was aborting me. So he didn't know he had a daughter out there. And so he doesn't have any other children. I'm the only child. And for my birth mother, I have two sisters. Um, And, you know, I could have just been mad at the world, mad at everybody who my family who didn't tell me the truth and lied to me all these years and mad at my mom and mad at my dad. No, I'm not mad at you or angry at you because you didn't tell me. I was disappointed in my mom that she didn't feel she could tell me the truth because we had a very, very close relationship. Uh, But I think she might have feared losing me. And I was pretty much all she had, although I would have never left her because even though finding out that she wasn't my birth mother 
She was still an amazing mom and I loved her. I still love her so deeply. And I know she's always with me. Her, my ancestors are always, your ancestors are always with you and watching over you and protecting you. And so I know she's always with me. I just miss our conversations. <laughs> I really do miss our conversations. Um, but I know that um, she wanted a daughter and she got one. And, and I was very well provided for very well provided for. I didn't need or want for anything. And not only did she take care of me monetarily and, and financially, but she took care of me emotionally and mentally. And she educated me so much and on business and, and being an entrepreneur and, and being confident in who you are and owning your power. And, you know, she just poured so much into me of being a very powerful woman and being resilient when I need to and how to get through trials and tribulations. And she just, she was just the epitome of black excellence. She was a business owner. She cared for so many people, not only in um, the neighborhood and in her daycare, because she had a daycare and she was a caregiver for the state. But she cared for so many people, whoever lives she touched, she touched in some type of way. That when she passed away, so many people came from, I mean, people I hadn't seen since I was a child showed up. Grown men crying because of the impact that she had on their life growing up. You know, I had friends who would call my mother every day. And they'll say, yeah, I talked to mom today. I say, who's mom? They say, your mom. What? (laughs) So she was impacting people's lives every day just from her kitchen phone. And when she passed away, those people showed up to pay their last respects and celebrate her one more time. And I always would say, wow, if I could be, you know, half the woman she was and touch half the lives that she was, she did, I would be, you know, grateful. And here I am exceeding what she did. And I'm touching thousands of lives through my public speaking platform, through my coaching programs, through my social media pages and the videos that I post, I'm reaching thousands and helping them change their mindset, change, helping them heal, helping them become a better person, a better version of themselves, helping them let go of toxic relationships or bad habits. It just so the list goes on. Right. And so I'm so grateful to be able to reach thousands Uh, of people and allowing them to get what they need to get from me. The universe is always going to use you when you allow them to, to be a beacon of light for the people that you, that are assigned to you to hear and answer to the call of your voice. And so, you know, I looked at it as an opportunity for a do over and got to know my father and things were good. And then I noticed some behaviors about him. He has some mental illness. And so right now, you know, our relationship is on pause. Um, he's getting therapy so that he can become a better person so that we can have a healthy relationship because he didn't have anybody. He didn't have a tribe. He didn't have any children until he found until I found him. And now you have a daughter, three grandchildren and a beautiful great grandson. And so he's going to do the work that he needs to do so that he doesn't mess it up. And that's what I want to say to you about people is that when people 
are raised a certain way and don't know how to give you what they don't have, it really is a choice for them to make to actually decide that, you know what, I want to do something different because you don't have to be a product of your environment. You can choose to do something different and say, okay, I don't want to have relationships the way I had growing up. So let me do what I can do to make myself better so I can be a better person in those in in relationships that I encounter in the future. So, you know, I remember um, Will Smith saying that his father used to abuse his mother uh, daily and he would, you know, be silly and crack jokes to kind to deter his father from abusing his mother. So he would try to make his father happy, make his father laugh so he wouldn't be angry and violent. And then Will talked about how when he got married, he wouldn't even allow his wife to talk to him and and curse at him. So he chose to do the opposite with his family that his father was doing with his family. And so, excuse me, what I'm saying is that you can make a decision to be someone different and do someone different. You don't have to go along with, oh, this is just the way I am. Oh, this is just how I grew up. Or this is just how we always do it. Well, this is how we did it in my family. Well, this is how we did it on the block. You don't have to stay in that mentality and you don't have to keep doing it that way. You can choose to do it, every, do it differently because everything in life is a choice. Everybody has a choice. Just like when I found out that I was adopted and I told my person who told me, who shared, who spilled the beans, my mom's one of her close friends. And I said to her, I said, well, my father wasn't the father he could have been. She said, well, that was his choice. And even though it, it that stung, that stung when she said that, but she was right. She said that was his choice. He chose not to be a better father to you. He chose to take better care of his biological children than he did with you. He chose to do that. And as much as she was right, I'm going to tell you, I didn't like to hear it, but it was true. And, And that really freed me because that really freed me from having an attachment to an expectation of this is how things should have turned out and expected in. When you do not have attachments, when you release attachments, you release expectations, especially false expectations on someone who's not able to deliver what the, what you feel they should deliver, you won't be disappointed. Even Einstein said, blessed is the man that shall not have any expectations, therefore he shall never be disappointed. So I've learned, and I'm still dealing with this, not to have expectations on people because people are going to handle a situation the way they want to, the best way they know how, with with the tools they were given. And you can't get mad at them for handling a situation the way they handled it, especially if it's not the way you would have handled it. So what you can do is see how they love. You can see how they treat people. You can see how they do things. And then you can decide if you choose to participate in it. Forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you to be free, to live your life, Without regret. 
This is your girl, Sonia, with Sipping with Sonia. And I hope, no, I know that if you do what I said, if you focus on you and you meditate and you align your chakras and you start doing the things that bring peace to you and joy and happiness, I don't care if it's nature going outside and being barefoot and grounded and listening to the birds chirping every day or you go get you some exercise, release those endorphins and or you may have lunch with the girls or you go to brunch, take a vacation, take a hike, walk, whatever it is that makes you feel joy, that makes you happy, that brings you peace. You do those things. Spa day, whatever. You do those things and do them daily. And the more you do that and the more you spend time with you, the less time you have worrying about what somebody else said or did. All right, I'm going to let y'all go. Thank you so much. This is Sipping with Sonya. You have an amazing day.